Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You're listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Welcome everybody to episode number 205 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ, that's Cheryl. Hello everyone. And over there is Bill. Howdy, howdy. And since this is in mono, we're all in the same place in your your stereo field. <laughs> all right. So welcome to The Weekender, the Thursday night where we talk about basically whatever the hell we want to talk about. But it usually involves maybe some Linux, maybe some amateur radio, maybe, maybe some something food. completely different, maybe some food, maybe some drink, and just some stuff maybe you should try for the weekend. So why don't we just start off right where everybody gets hit first the stomach wow <laughs> yeah well i thought my computer was done charging uh, or updating updating yeah but no. it's not uh, no it's a by the way that's gonna bug me just keep going i'm going well i've got to got to get back to an ether pad somewhere <laughs> <laughs> i need my notes yeah the, these updates help protect you in an online world is what my computer's telling me right now <laughs> your computer's full of crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Microsoft is telling you that they don't know what they're doing. But. Yeah, well. All right. Uh, okay. What? What happened? I've lost my connection. It shows you on the Etherpad. It says reestablishing connection. That's right in the middle of the recipe. <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> why don't you just? Why don't you do your thing? All right. Well, we'll we'll come back to the uh, recipe corner whenever either your computer finishes updating or the iPad reconnects to the network. Whichever comes first. <laughs> Neither of which will probably happen in this lifetime. So we can we can remain with the stomach, but we will talk a little bit about some drink instead of food first. And I will talk about a nice 12-year-old Isla Scotch called Cowl Isla, which is Charlie Alpha Oscar Lima, India Lima Alpha. And I uh, looked at some reviews of this, and it's not like super highly reviewed i think it's like three and a half to four out of five on the various places that review this sort of thing but i always check those out before i review it myself just to see what everybody else is talking about this is bottled at 43 percent which is 86 proof which is very uh, nice when it's always a little bit overproof over that 40 percent mark the color on it when i saw this i saw a nice light natural honey color and i mean light it's super light but I've seen a couple of reviews of it that say that this is actually colored, and I'm not sure why. If if it's colored, they wasted their time because it's so light in color. Um, I don't know why they would have, because usually scotch comes out of the barrel basically this color, especially something that's been aging for at least 12 years. Uh, but that being said, I'm assuming it's non-chill filtered. I didn't look at the bottle, but I have to imagine that a scotch that costs about $55 a bottle as this does, that it is not chill filtered. So uh, when I nosed it, I got quite a complex array of things, but it is an Isla Scotch, so you are going to get certain components for sure. 
those being the peat and the uh, oiliness and the smoke from the char of the barrels. But in with that, you also get some sea salt, um, bitter lemon, a light tobacco like cigar leaf, ripe apple, grass, hay grass, dried grass, that kind of taste. And actually, at very down in the bottom, like a meat taste, almost like a seasoned ham. And I always love talking about the tastes and the nose of scotch because you could put all these different components to them and it sounds awful, but they're actually really good. And so I just took a sip of it there. Another sip, of course. Um, I'm only pouring myself a little bit here because technically I'm not supposed to be drinking after 8 p.m. So I'm cheating just a little bit, but uh, that's okay. I'm only going to have this one little uh, ounce and a half pour and then I'm going to call it good. So the taste on this is um, you get that oily wood from the aging process, and the peat, of course, is pretty forward. You have a taste almost like that that oiliness tastes almost like the seafaring tar, like the tar that puts ships together. It almost tastes a little bit like that. Um, There's some sour apple or maybe dried apple in there as well. Um, Definitely white pepper on the finish for sure. And uh, seagrass. And I know I've there was another um, scotch, I believe, where I talked about the smell of this, like, dune grass. If you've ever been to an ocean where they have dunes by the seaside and there's the grass growing there, it has a very particular smell. And this has a taste that's sort of like that smell. So um, it's it's pretty complicated, and it's it's interesting, and it's very different from the other Islas that I've tried. It's... In saying that, it's not one of my favorite of the Islas because it relies more on the other flavors like the, the salty notes and the fruits and spices and things like that than the main component of the peat and the smoke. And so it just doesn't resonate quite as well with me, but if you're into that thing, it'll probably be much better for you and maybe a little bit more approachable for an Isla Scotch. But I'm going to rate this one an 86 on the 100-point scale. So, decent, but not fantastic. And for $55 a bottle, you could do a lot worse, I suppose. So, there's Kyle Isla, 12-year-old. All right, Bill, you talk about something, because I don't... Are you ready? All right. All right, Bill, shut up. Cheryl, go ahead and do the recipe corner. Oh, <laughs> uh, microphone. Just, just tap the top of it. Come on. There you go. Did that fix it? Yep. Maybe. Okay. My, my question is, how much tar have you been eating? It's yeah. you know it flavor and ta- that scent and taste are the well, same thing, right? I yeah. Mean, well, I can also smell the bandaid on your ham, so right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not licking boats. I'm just you know <laughs> yeah. You're, you're used to licking uh, tar boats, what was it? yeah. Tar or something like that. That's why it's called like the Carolina Tar Heels. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so what what does your food smell like? Uh, my food smells like cheesy tortellini and pepperoni pizza casserole. Excellent. So, so anyway, that that is our recipe for this week. Because we've um, not been home, basically, this week, this was a quick grab-it-off-the-internet type recipe. So we have not tried this, but I can guarantee that Russ will love it once I finally get around to fixing it. Um, and this recipe uh, needs some vegetable oil, some sliced mushrooms, uh, a red pepper chopped, some refrigerated cheese tortellini, uh, some tomato basil pasta sauce, some pepperoni, uh, preferably the mini pieces of pepperoni, some mozzarella cheese, um, and you could probably, instead of using pepperoni, you could substitute Italian sausage or hamburger or whatever you know, floats your boat. Um, 
and you toss all this in a baking dish and bake it in the oven for about 30 minutes until it is uh, bubbly around the edges and hot in the middle. So Excellent. Does sound good. But anything with cheese and pepperoni is kind of right up my alley. So Well, yeah, and we're big fans <laughs> of ravioli and tortellini anyway. Right, so. absolutely. Italian food. I love it. Got to carb up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, so we're on to you, Bill. You know, I had a, I had a, I was at a um, a uh, art museum, uh, kind of like a reception for uh, the big auction that's happening in here in about a month or so at the uh, Yellowstone Art Museum, and I had the re- I had a really great uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and I couldn't remember the darn brand name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you can't tell us all about it because you have no idea what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I can tell you that she uh, she poured it really a good glass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i drank the whole thing and it was it was really good oh well thanks for good. that review of nothing bill I really <laughs> we really appreciate that <laughs> so but if I you if you were also at the yellowstone art museum uh, you know opening soiree and tasted this cabernet sauvignon that is being discussed please yeah. let us know what it was <laughs> yes yeah, just call right on in and uh we'll take your call <laughs> right after but, these messages thank you absolutely <laughs> you can call actually i mean i haven't that's one thing we haven't figured out how to do yet, or at least I haven't figured out how to do is interface an actual phone call. But I can receive a phone call via Skype if Skype is online. Or uh, not, yeah. not Skype, Google Google Voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can do Google Voice. That'll work. So I could patch that in somehow, but we'd have, we'll have to try that sometime, see if we can actually do like a call-in show. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am enjoying a, a nice uh, a CAO MX2 right now. And uh, it's my my one of my favorite cigars um, by CAO. It's a nice uh, double Maduro cigar. The good blend of uh, tobacco and has just a, a great great flavor from uh, cap to cap to the end. So I mean, you can smoke this thing down to your about to a roach, and uh, <laughs> it, it tastes the same all the way down. And it's it's such a great smoke, and uh, I think I think it's quite affordable. I think a box of twenty runs about a. Uh, I, I want to say like around uh, about a hundred, but I'd have to check that. But, um, so it's about a five dollar cigar. Do those um, you you smoke the the gordos? But do they come in other yes. sizes? Yes, they do. They come in uh, I think all the way down to like a bellicoso or something like that, down to like a forty two, forty two by five or something like that. All right, excellent. So obviously, if you're getting a smaller cigar, you're going to pay a little bit less too. The yeah. uh, the gordo size, you know, for five dollars, you're getting a six by sixty cigar, and that's that's pretty good size. It'll last you a good long while. Yes, yes, much longer than this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, so we know what Bill's doing afterwards. Yes, I'm finishing the cigar <laughs> in my garage. Uh, very good. So, do you have like an IPA handy as well? No, you know, I I had some rot gut white wine left upstairs in the refrigerator, and I just threw that in a cup because uh, I'm I, I didn't have anything else to bring up here. <laughs> I was kind of rushed. I like I literally got home like about two minutes before I got on here and started talking. Well, Cheryl was. Uh, drinking some pinnacle pecan pie vodka which is that yeah just just tap there you go which was actually very good and Mm -hmm. i I of course have my scotch which i'm almost done with and i can't pour myself another glass tonight unfortunately oh well (sighs) yeah so let's move on to some non-food and drink type things and we'll talk about my challenge from the last weekender and that was for folks to get out and make 10 jt65 contacts and i meant not ft8 but actual jt65 contacts now i don't know if anyone has done that no one has reported that they have done that however i will report that i have done that i actually have a log here of the 12 contacts that i made using actual jt65 and 
I have 12 here because I wanted one spare, just in case. <laughs> and the one that I have listed here that has the double asterisk on it is not a confirmed QSO because I can never quite be sure that we had a two-way communication going there. But just to list the call signs for the folks that I talk to, um, we have Whiskey Romeo 7 X-Ray, Kilo 4 India India Alpha, Yankee Victor 5 Yankee Mike Alpha, which is in Venezuela, Whiskey Bravo 4 Charlie India Whiskey, Lima Uniform 5 Alpha Juliet X-Ray, and they are in Argentina, uh, Whiskey 7 Mike Whiskey Romeo, Kilo Juliet 4 Hotel Foxtrot Oscar, Kilo Delta 9 Delta Hotel Tango, uh, the unconfirmed is Kilo Bravo 2, Alpha Mike Yankee. We also have Whiskey Bravo 8, Whiskey Oscar Bravo, Kilo 1, Foxtrot Tango, which sounds really familiar, but I'm not sure why. And finally, Kilo Echo 0, Echo Echo, which that's a pretty cool uh, yeah. CW call sign. So a good mix of uh, 20 and 40 meters there. Yep, it actually worked out pretty well for me, and I almost had one on 30 and one on 12, but I did not actually complete those. There were, there were some interesting ones out there, some DX on those. Wow, 12 bands. meters. Yep. So um, so that was that. Um, I may be the only one who actually did that, but I'm going to issue another <laughs> challenge now, and that challenge would be to make 10 contacts in the next you know fortnight on FTH, but they all must be DX from your QTH. So... So we got to put CQDX and then don't answer anybody that's U.S.? Well, you can answer somebody who's U.S., <laughs> but they don't count towards the challenge. Ah, I see, I see, I see. The challenge is to get 10 DX. There you go. Nice tap. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. All right, so give that a try. It's always our Thursday shows that are going to have these audio problems, aren't they? Uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cheryl's been having mic problems now for a couple of years. I think it, the mic's about to die. So... <laughs> Uh, Kilo One Foxtrot Tango is actually Charles Lightfoot from Barrington, Rhode Island. Yeah, and I I looked that up earlier and I don't recognize it, but this the call sign sounded familiar for some reason. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. So let's take a quick look in the chat room, and I know we have a couple of folks in there listening tonight. We have Augustine Whiskey Eight Alpha Whiskey Tango, and we have Robert Whiskey One Romeo Charlie Papa. So welcome all. Welcome, welcome. And to anybody else who might be listening but is not in the chat room currently. Shame on you. Yeah, shame on you. So. <laughs> shame, shame. That's what we do here. We shame people. Oh, right? well, yeah. Yes. All right. So, Bill, you wanted to talk about the other thing we're doing. What's the other thing we're doing? The thing we're that's doing. in the <laughs> the thing that's in the show notes <laughs> after the thing we just talked about. Oh, oh, the, the LHS Shop Talk. Yeah, that's yeah. another episode. We had episode two go out, uh, was it last week? Yes, Yes, last last week it finally finished uploading after what twenty four thirty eight hours something like that right uh, something stupid yeah. it came out last Friday <laughs> <laughs> it did almost come out the same day it, it actually was recorded and uh, so those are pretty fun we uh, kind of just did a quick uh, impromptu uh, recording there and uh, if you have a chance catch those on our YouTube channel I've also went in and added uh, all six uh, videos from the uh, building uh, Ubuntu Hamshack computer. And I did edit the titles a little bit, so they they have a little bit more description in the title. So if you're just browsing by title, you'll be able to see what actually is in the video. I had somebody send me an email about that and said, hey, you, could you put more description in the uh, title so uh, I don't have to watch all of them? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you have to watch them all. Yeah, you have to watch them all. <laughs> so uh, those are all up there now and in, in the uh, in the channel. And uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll uh, continue to keep on adding to that YouTube channel. So uh, get over there and... Uh, 
hit that subscribe button and uh, maybe even turn on the notification so you'll get notified when uh, we add more content. Absolutely. We've already had some favorable comments come in from folks watching the YouTube channel. It's not, uh, or at least Shop Talk, it's not uh, widely viewed yet, but that's okay. It just started, so we're not too worried about that. But apparently those who have seen it have enjoyed it, which is always good news. And it is video, so it's a little something different from us. You actually get to see folks who have uh, faces for radio. So there you go. All right, so we should probably talk about some things that are coming up amateur radio related, other than my challenge of earlier. And uh, yeah. Bill, you hunted down some contests and maybe some special events and things that are going on that people can yeah. try. Yeah, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, this weekend is a pretty big weekend. We have the uh, CQ Worldwide 160 Meter CW contest that begins on Friday and it runs through uh, I guess Sunday. So that's like a 48 hour contest or something like that, and you can only work 36 or something like that. <laughs> Check out the rules; they're linked in the uh, show notes. Uh, most people know the uh, CQ website anyway. Um, the other big event that's going on this weekend is Winter Field Day, and this is uh, this started a few years ago, I think, and it's just it's starting to pick up a lot of traction, and people are uh, people are getting excited about it. Uh, I see a lot of chatter on uh, Twitter about it and and Facebook, so uh, this is a good opportunity to get your gear out and probably less than favorable conditions. You know, hey, in the summer it's so easy to go out to Field Day. You know, it's nice and sunny. You can have a barbecue. Um, but winter field day is a little different because like, if you go outside my house, it's going to snow tonight <laughs> and it's, it's cold <laughs> at our house. So, it's like 65 and was sunny today. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're going to, you know, activate in Missouri or something like that, <laughs> there you go. Fine. Yep. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting contest cause it runs just like field day, but it's a winter field day. And, uh, yeah, it's a great, great opportunity to give your uh, equipment a try in the uh, in the winter time so uh, get out and try it i believe it starts on saturday and it runs just like field day so it's like a 24-hour contest um next weekend because we won't record this next week so uh, i'll tell you next weekend too uh, not a lot of stuff is going on there with uh, you know big big names and stuff like that but uh, i did see one contest that uh, i thought would be of interest to everyone the mexico ritty international contest is on and this is one i haven't seen before uh, I'm sure they've had it, and I just didn't know it. But it's a ritty contest, so it's a good time to you know test out your ritty uh, ritty box and uh, your digital equipment and something other than FT8. And considering <laughs> it's in Mexico, um, you know it's right right around the corner from the U.S. And uh, we got great propagation down to Mexico. I've no, I've worked pretty much uh, all the little. Uh, the states and stuff like that down there, provinces, whatever they call those, and uh, yeah, give that a try too. And uh, we have the. The, the link is in the show notes as well for the rules for that contest. And I think it's a pretty simple exchange for uh, for DX, which we would be DX to them. Um, special event stations of interest. Uh, of course, I have to include a scout one here. Um, we have, <coughs> I think uh, I just have to cut you off. No, no more scouting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is also coming out on probably Amateur Radio Newsline this weekend. But um, yeah, Dudley Allen, KD0NMD. He's going to be activating uh, uh, the KN0BSA. So this is their little club call sign for their uh, their group there in the Mid-America Council Goldenrod uh, Winter Camporee uh, over there at Camp Cedar in uh, Nebraska. And uh, they'll be running uh, this weekend, uh, 26th to 28th. Typically, Camporees, you know, depending upon it, these guys are going to be super active. And I think they're going to participate in Winter Field Day. Yeah, that's what it says. They're going to participate in Winter Field Day. So they may not be online or active the friday evening but considering they're going to do the contest they're probably going to smoke test all the equipment friday night so uh yeah catch kn0 bsa on there and you'll you'll probably have a chance to talk to some scouts and and uh show them uh what amateur radio is all about 
Another event I saw coming up here uh, in the next week or so is uh, the Space Shuttle Columbia event. This is uh, Kilo 5 Charlie. It's going to be on February 3rd and 4th. Um, they're uh, activating uh, for the uh, Columbia uh, incident, or I guess crash, <clears throat> when it uh, burned up over the uh, over top of uh, Naco. I can't pronounce that. Nacogdoches? Ne- Nacogdoches, yeah. Nacogdoches, Texas. And uh, the Nacogdoches uh, Amateur Radio Club is going to be operating, and they'll have, they have some set frequencies on uh, uh, 21350 on 15 meters, 14270 on 20 meters, and 7220 on 40 meters, plus or minus the uh, QRM. And uh, QSL instructions are on their website. And that's all I have. I didn't have anybody send anything in, so you know I have to find my own stuff. If you have something that doesn't make any of the national calendars and want to uh, want us to announce it on our uh, on our uh, Thursday shows here or any other time, uh, please feel free to send us a note on Twitter or send us an email or any other way that you can get a hold of us. Do that. Yep, and all that information is contained in the outro, so you should all listen to the outro at least once because everything you need to know is there. Well, yeah. Yeah, and if you have an announcement, you'll you'll be getting it out to tens of listeners. <laughs> wow! Ooh, ah! Uh, yeah. Yeah. We actually do uh, considerably better than that. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we had to talk about for tonight. Unless someone wants to, you know, spitball something. No, like I said, just rebuilding the uh, little area over here, trying to clean everything up audio-wise, and of course, I probably sound like crap. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's sounding all right. It's I, I think the mumble server is the biggest issue we've got going, and okay. I, I'm going to work on rebuilding a different one. Eventually. Yeah, I'm actually running through my mixer in a mix minus setup, so I have everything set up the way it's supposed to be set up. I can hear myself, which is not something I normally can do. So, yeah, it's uh, it's different for me, and. Uh, Try to just tweak it some more and and uh, get things running just right. Yeah, well, hopefully by Monday we'll have everything kind of tweaked and working again. Like Cheryl's microphone will work, and maybe there'll be a new <laughs> mumble server, and <laughs> maybe her computer will be done updating. Oh no, it's done. Oh, it's done finally. Okay, well you there'll be another you one. See, your now iPad and... is laying over here. Oh, okay, right? I do. <laughs> I, I I did my my recipe for my computer. So so does anyone in the chat room have anything they would like to? Uh, put forth as a topic of discussion or just a hello a shout out to one's friends and family like a hi mom or something <laughs> hi, mom. <laughs> for, for anyone that's interested i was just looking at the hamvention webpage. apparently they are offering their oxcom course again this year so if anybody wants to uh go hang out with uh uh yeah wow my brain just had a fart homeland security <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to hang out with Homeland Security? It might be cool to do something like that. You know, if you want to be out in the middle of Tornado Central, which we had here on Sunday night. Less than three miles away. Oh, less than a mile away. Oh, it was less than a mile away? Yeah, it hit the cemetery up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was close. Yeah. It was was a wee little one, though. Yeah, it was was a little one, but (laughs) that's what you get for having 70 degree days on Saturday and Sunday and then sleet that night. After the tornado, nice. <laughs> yeah, sleet and a tornado. You're welcome. It, yeah, it, it happens in Missouri a lot. Yeah. It's a whole and, global warming thing. Oh uh, yeah, it's a whole global warming thing. And tickets are apparently on sale now for Hamvention. So excellent. And we will be talking about Hamvention more because by the time the next one of these rolls around, 
our campaign to get to Hamvention will be live. So there, there will be much Hamvention talk, probably more than anyone wants to wants hear. Wants to hear, yeah. <laughs> that happens yeah, that tickets way are available hands. for that now, so yep. <clears throat> go ahead and pre-order your tickets so you can get in the raffle while you're there. Absolutely. I have never entered the raffle in all the Hamventions that I've been to. You haven't had time. You've been a little bit. <laughs> well, you can still enter the raffles, busy or not, because like Bill says, you can pre-enter. That's true. Yeah, as long as you drop your little blue ticket there in the uh, in the in the bin, it'll be ignored just like everybody else. Everybody else's, <laughs> right. well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the people whose tickets have been palmed, you know, pre the drawing, will be the ones who win. So. Yeah, that's yeah. how that works. So. Yeah, we're still uh, working on um, our uh, figuring out the booth for the K two BSA. Whether we're going to have a full booth or something like that this year as well. So trying to get that all organized now that I'm on the executive committee for that so and by the way Dara, we're joking we're not implying that you cheat on the drawings yeah <laughs> no, no, no. Russ, right. Russ was accused of cheating on a drawing a couple of years ago that wasn't pretty yeah we'll talk about so, that another yeah. time <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i've won the grand prize before at a ham fest and you know i kind of felt like i was cheating <laughs> well the bad thing I, was i had won a couple of other little door prizes and it was like you know then i win the big one and i'm like wow wow really? yeah <laughs> now russ russ actually drew they they said we need somebody tall to come draw the number out of this bucket and they were holding it up above oh, their no. heads and russ pulled his out and he was like uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we're all like no no we Woodman, please come forward please, yeah uh, <laughs> we all stood there watching droppy's ticket in the bucket an hour before it happened so we're like uh yeah. okay <laughs> it was straight up legit it just didn't look good yeah well, what'd you win i won a, a rifle actually oh nice yeah nice. Yep. that's always good to win yep yeah I, and i sold it for 700 dollars. so that wow. worked out well yep. yeah yeah they don't shoot anything there in Missouri? Uh, they do. It's just Russ someone else did it. Yeah, Russ, Russ doesn't <laughs> shoot stuff except for poor hand- innocent pieces of cardboard. Yeah. And, I have handguns, uh, not rifles. Ah, no. uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, saw, I have a, I have the, uh, I have a Ruger 9mm rifle, which they don't make anymore, but all of a sudden this, I hear this year they're coming out with a new one. Um, it's kind of an oddball rifle, you know. Right. Yeah. Shot. It's virtually the, the same you put in a pistol, a nine millimeter right, uh, yeah. round. And uh, it's a great little a great little rifle. It's it's kind of shorter and stuff like that. And it's it's fairly accurate, uh, you know, much accurate than a pistol, uh, with a nine millimeter cartridge. But uh um yeah, it was a pretty interesting little little gun. I think it's rated pretty high on like the zombie killing guns or something like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh but you're, you're prepared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set for the uh, zombie apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we we oh, have. I got the extra long mags and everything else for it too. So wow, before, you before lawbreaker yeah, you right. <laughs> before everything becomes illegal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it gets shot like once every five or six years. So <laughs> that sounds no like our just to keep it fresh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, very good. Thanks everybody for listening to the show, and we'll catch you on the next weekender, unless we rename it at some point in two weeks' time. But the next episode of Linux and the Ham Shack will be recorded on Monday. Monday. Yep. Monday, January, what is it? Uh, uh, 6, 7, 8, 29th. January 29th. Great. Uh, 8 p.m. So check that out. That will be episode number 206. And I guess we will see you then. So that's Cheryl over there again. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> and Bill. 73. All right. So take care. We'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008 stroke LHS live. Until next time, over and out. in the ham shack and the linux in the ham shack logo are released under a creative commons attribute non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license